Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Breakfast special. Welcome to the Breakfast Show's Environment Special Climate Connections. Have you ever wondered about that earthy smell that emerges after rain? Scientists call that mysterious scent petrichor. A main component of that is actually an organic compound called geosmin, which lingers around moist soil. To simplify that, you're actually listening in on an ancient style of communication between bacteria and the creatures that live with them in the soil, one that has been passed down through generations. Beneath our feet, there's an eclectic community of soil organisms toiling day and night to create and refresh soil. Earthworms enhance soil structure and aeration. Millipedes act as detritivores, transforming organic matter into accessible nutrients, while springtails and isopods break down organic material to reduce waste accumulation. But while nature and biodiversity are part of the growing conversation on climate change, less attention has been paid to the health of our soils. And this is why a startup called Bumitra is focusing their efforts on two interlinked aspects of climate improvement, soil and carbon emissions. It is certainly a mixed bag. There, there are areas that have done very good agricultural practices, comparatively speaking, for the past few decades. Like, for example, in Brazil and Argentina, they have been some of the most advanced in adopting uh, sustainable agriculture practice. And there we can see that there was a recovery in soils decades ago. Now it's kind of stabilizing in a way. There are areas, even in, in different parts of India, where there's been a large-scale adoption of sustainable agriculture practice. And in other places, we do often observe losses in carbon that are happening uh, that might be for one of two reasons. One reason is just the poor management that is happening. But another reason why losses in carbon are unfortunately happening in some areas is due to climate change. The region has become more arid. There's less rain. Uh, with uh, less moisture, less plants growing, uh, less biomass accumulation, some places are just losing carbon directly because of that. Because there's just more, much more frequent droughts than there were ever before. In the Sahel uh, region, we are seeing a lot of issues with the region becoming more arid. Some parts of East Africa also have that issue in the grassland areas of East Africa. We really need to put a positive forcing there to enable the land to recover than just leave it as it is, I think. Uh, but there's also parts of the world that I think were more arid before that are actually seeing slight increases in rainfall and they will have a positive boost for, for the same reason. But I think those are fewer in number than the areas that are uh, more detrimentally affected. So we really need to do something quickly about adopting the right practices to fight back. Newly minted Earthshot Prize winner Adith Morthy says it was an emotional moment during one of his trips to India, which inspired him to set up Bumitra, one of a growing number of companies focused on soil carbon sequestration. About seven or eight years ago, I was traveling through a small village in South India, and that's when I saw a funeral procession. A farmer family had committed suicide, and that got me thinking, why do farmers have to struggle like this even in the 21st century? At that time, the monsoon rains had failed actually, and along with it, the crop yields. And that's what led to 
the things that happened. So they got me thinking, why do farmers have to still struggle like this? And is there anything that they can do to fight back and to both mitigate and adapt climate change? So initially, actually, I started thinking how I could use my skills and my abilities to, to kind of move things in the right direction. And that started out with using satellites and AI to provide insights to farmers to grow more with less. That's how we actually started out. Uh, but then since then, a lot of stuff has happened. It's only been in the past three or so years where we actually pivoted into uh, carbon specifically or soil carbon credits. Before we were providing software as a service to the farmers and asking them to pay us. Now essentially, uh, instead of them paying us, we are facilitating payments to them through the carbon credits. Uh, so when the model is flipped like that, it enables adoption to happen much faster. According to research by soil scientist John Sanderman at the Woodwell Climate Research Center in the United States, agricultural activities have driven the top layer of soil to release some 110 billion tons of carbon over the past 12,000 years. But right now, companies, farmers, and policymakers are wondering if they can put all of that back slowly but surely. Bumitra has taken the first step, teaming up with local organizations to help farmers adopt regenerative farming methods. And by tapping on satellites and AI technology, they track the changes in soil quality and its ability to store carbon over time. Adith says this use of modern technology can help farmers greatly when it comes to calculating how much carbon they are managing to lock into the soil of a small plot in order to generate carbon credits. This is also where the complexity lies. Getting the satellite data is actually the easy part, and the much harder part is processing it. Uh, satellite data can be very, very large, and even with today's data standards, where people are processing like terabytes of data all the time or petabytes of data, it's still very large. So just analyzing that, processing that, running AI models on that is actually a very computationally intensive task. And doing it in a scalable manner that enables you to get fast results, that's not trivial. Because at a very basic level, what the satellites see, it's just like, in a way, it's like the camera on your phone, except it views different wavelengths. We go even beyond visible into all sorts of other stuff in the rest of the electromagnetic spectrum. But honestly, at the end of the day, kind of like the camera on your phone, it senses the amount of light of a certain wavelength coming in. The phone camera sees only RGB, but uh, this thing sees like whatever the wavelength it's seeing, it's how much light comes in. Now you have to convert those brightness values into actual information, like how much is the carbon. That's different. Uh, that requires computation to go from just brightness levels to uh, actual actionable numbers. But that's where the complexity is, doing that computation and enabling that computation to actually happen and get the right results for each farm. By not just providing the technological solution, but also acting as the brains behind translating complicated data, Bumitra has brought on board more than 150,000 farmers. These range from half-acre smallholder farms to large ranchers who are managing more than 5 million acres of land in some of the poorest parts of Africa, South America, and Asia. So farmers actually are the experts of their own land. They truly are the experts. So they understand when their soil is good or when their soil is not so good. They understand those things and they even understand climate change. 
Uh, they may not know all of the technical terms that are used in the climate science community because they're not climate scientists, but they do understand how climate change is affecting them. You ask almost any farmer in the world that we work with, you have to, of course, word it in the right way. Are you seeing changes in the climate, for example? They will all say yes, compared to the conditions that their grandfathers and grandmothers and fathers and mothers faced decades ago. The conditions now that they're facing are actually different and they can feel it and they can see it. It's actually happening. So because of that, they understand something is off and then that we have to do something about it. What may not necessarily be there is the exact uh, path forward on how that farmer enables the soils to improve or the exact path forward on how those things can be financed to enable the farmer to actually adopt the things. With no two farms alike, Adith admits that the management and measurement of soil carbon is no easy feat. Reasonable amount of time is needed to measure soil carbon changes with sufficient accuracy, and farmers need to implement tailored management practices for many decades to maintain carbon sequestration. Earning carbon credit revenue, too, is especially challenging for small farms. But Adith is optimistic that the tailored support and £1 million funding that Bumitra is receiving through the Earthshot Prize will go a long way to making a difference. There's two, essentially two kinds of places that uh, money come from in, uh, in this stream. One is at the beginning when there is project investment needed to get the project going. And then later on, it comes from people buying the credits to actually make the financial wheel move uh, of these projects. In a way, it's kind of a chicken and egg story. We do need the clients and the commitments from the buyers in order to get the project financed to begin with. But then we need the project finance in order to create the projects that the buyers want to buy from. And ultimately, uh, from the corporations and governments, whatever proceeds that we get, we actually return the vast majority back to the farmers and local communities. The vast majority of every dollar that we get for selling the credits goes back to the farmers and local communities. And uh, that is our model. Because the farmers are doing the hard work on the ground, they deserve to get the majority of every single credit and the local communities get the vast majority. And the farmers have had previously adopted over the past 100 years some practices that have not been so sustainable. But now is the time that we really need to flip that script. We need to desperately destroy the world's soils at the same time as fighting climate change. The FAO estimates that uh, we only have a few decades remaining before all the soils in the world are degraded. So the clock is ticking and we really need to act now in order to do both restore soils, improve farming, so that we have food security for everyone, but at the same time, enabling climate change adaptation and mitigation to happen. And that's what we're trying to unlock here. That was Climate Connections on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.